0: Good. Got the disc in. You got it in?
1: It's a micro CD card.
0: You got it in the hole nice and good?
1: <laughs> Looks like I shoved it in there just right. <laughs> the little red light came on. Uh,
0: this is going to get ugly. <laughs> yeah, it is.
1: Yeah, I'd say we just go for it. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. It's another episode of Not Too Taboo at home. At home. I'm here with my lovely lady, Gretchen Christine Rossi. I feel like this episode of Not Too Taboo is going to be a bit dazed and confused. <laughs>
0: well, hi, Mr. Smiley.
1: Hi, Miss Mrs. Rossi. Oh, I,
0: can I be Mrs. Smiley? I really want to be Mrs. Smiley.
1: I love that about you.
0: I just love that name. I feel like my whole life, this name was made for
1: me. Can I just say that? I do actually feel like you are truly just a Mrs. Smiley.
0: Right? Like, legit. Like, people always would tell me, oh, my God, you laugh so much. You're always just smiley and happy. And look it. See? I'm like...
1: You were born to be a Smiley.
0: I was born to be a Mrs. Smiley. Do I
1: really fit Smiley?
0: Yes, because you're just quirky and weird, like, 24-7. <laughs> yeah,
1: I am pretty weird, actually.
0: <laughs> you are very weird. But in a fun way. Yeah, totally. In Not a, fun a creepy way. way. No.
1: I mean, because people can be weird. Well, it depends
0: on who you ask, but for me, no. I'm just just saying.
1: (laughs) We, we know some people that are just kind of weird. Yeah. They're kind of odd.
0: So you guys, hi, everybody. Don't forget to download and subscribe this episode. Um, we love that you tune in every week. We love our followers. You know, it's so fun for me. I love getting the feedback from the fans on social media. And you Is know that because they tweet you? Oh, God. Here we go with the tweeting. No. Um, they send me DMs on this little thing called Instagram oh. that I'm on all the time. And um, not only that, but you know what's really cool is when people are listening that you don't even think would be listening like i have so many of my friends and family members they're like
1: you mean like oh. a parent of an ex boyfriend
0: parent of oh no that one no that that that's a funny story maybe we should tell that story too that's funny
1: i just think that's odd
0: that's a that's a good story to tell but um no yes but like exactly like a parent of an ex-boyfriend or like a guy I dated. I don't want to say like boyfriend, but like a guy that I like dated and maybe kissed a couple times in high school. Like that parent. Well,
1: let's be honest. You got around.
0: Like, oh, my God. Like that parent follows me or like another parent that reached out to another one of my friends from high school the other day reached out and was like, I ordered something from you. But da, da, da. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like I didn't like it's so weird to think that certain people are like following or listening or tuning in. Or like, I have so many of my friends that are like, oh my gosh, I listened to your podcast last week. It was so amazing. I don't know. I think that's pretty cool.
1: It's very, very cool. I have solved that problem.
0: Why? <laughs> because you have no friends? Because I'm completely
1: antisocial and I have no friends.
0: <laughs> You're so right. funny. No,
1: one, no one's able to actually contact me.
0: You know what's so funny? No one can you, find me. You are one of those guys that says you have no friends and you legit know... Everybody on the planet. Like I have never, and do you know how many people tell me this all the time? Everyone's like, Slade legit knows everybody.
1: That's because I got around. (laughs) Like
0: you, (laughs) yeah, you're a housewife hunter. Just like
1: you, kind of get around.
0: (laughs) You were a housewife hunter back in the day. No, legit, You know everybody. I don't know anybody. You know everybody. Okay, be honest. So, you guys, um, about two months ago when I was really struggling with the whole, like, sex trafficking thing and being really sad and depressed over it and, like, literally not sleeping for weeks and crying every night and, like, just feeling like there's nothing I can do. What can I do? Out of nowhere – okay, I've been with Slade for 11 years. And out of nowhere, Slade was like, so there's this guy. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, okay. just a guy. And he's like, so I have this friend – Da, 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 da. I'm not gonna say his name. Da, da da da. He works for the CIA. He's like Heavily involved with all the sex trafficking thing. To, I really think you need to talk to him. And I was like, wait a minute, what? I was like, what do you mean you have this friend? He's like, yeah. And I was like, I've never heard this guy's name in eleven years we've been together. He's like, yeah, I talk to him all the time. And I was like, you talk I'm to him not all the time, to be
1: tossing the dude's name around.
0: I know, but I'm like, you talk to him all the time, but you legit, have, I've never heard his name in eleven years. So, anyways, it's the a point covert, is, it's a
1: covert conversation. The
0: point is, is that you really it's know intelligence,
1: part of the intelligence community.
0: I know, but you know people literally in high and low places, and it's kind of wild because. People say it all the time. People are just like, Smiley knows people. Like, if you need a guy for something, Smiley probably has it. I just
1: attribute that to being super old.
0: (laughs) Okay, so let's fill everybody in on kind of what's been happening over the last like month or so. Cause I think it's been a good month since we've done like this, just kind of one-on-one with you and me. And what's interesting is there's so many people that listen to the podcast that say this is one of their like favorite episodes when we do these.
1: You know why? Why? Because the crap that happens to us (laughs) makes people feel better about themselves.
0: (laughs) Right? Maybe that's why we are on reality television back in the day.
1: Could be. Hey, speaking of crap.
0: Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Are we going there right away? Are we going there like right out the gate?
1: Well, but it's just a segue. And I just think people should feel bad for me.
0: It's not a segue. We have to set it up. You always just go, you dive dive right in before we even like, you have no foreplay whatsoever. Like you just get right in there.
1: (laughs) Coming from the girl (laughs) who has no foreplay whatsoever.
0: Legit. You like, okay.
1: May- I would have to schedule a hookup with you, like,
0: <laughs> schedule with a neighbor. <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, i have to call a neighbor to get a hold of you or, like, call someone to schedule it so it, like, worked out the right way. I mean, God forbid. Really?
0: Oh, my God, you're so bad. Are funny. you
1: saying you like foreplay?
0: No, I'm saying when Ever? we're. Okay, really? <laughs> no.
1: Don't I- throw stones when there's glass houses.
0: I like foreplay. Liar. Sometimes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Never. (laughs) When's the last time that you liked foreplay? Well, wait, wait. When's the last time there was actually foreplay?
0: Well, I'm a very busy lady. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. Yes. And you're always
1: way too busy for foreplay. So
0: when it's time- Can I I hug you during the day? When it's time for sexy fun time, it's like, it's time for sexy fun time. I don't have time for like an hour of like foreplaying crap. Like who has time for that? Jesus Christ. (laughs) See,
1: See, this is my point. People feel bad.
0: I don't like, no, I don't mind you hugging me. It's just, I'm literally like in the middle of like a work project or like on a phone call. Or like doing some like big deal and like you want to come in and like play cuddly wuddly with me. And I'm just like, dude, are you kidding me right now? It's in the moment.
1: <laughs> I can't even show affection in the moment. I guess schedule affection.
0: No, that isn't. Okay. Take it back. That is not true. And you know it.
1: I get in trouble every time I try to show you affection and you are in business mode.
0: Yeah. Okay. Exactly. How do, how if do I flip I'm, the
1: switch? How do I like?
0: If I'm in business mode and I'm literally in the middle of like a work project or like filming and I have my makeup on and like, if you start like trying to kiss on my face and like mess it up and what like about your neck. There's oh, no makeup
1: on your neck? Oh my god! Oh my
0: god! You guys, <laughs> please send help. Send help! Like he tries to molest me 24 hours. I, a it's day. not.
1: That's <laughs> not true.
0: You. You. I cannot walk past you without you slapping my ass.
1: Again, lie.
0: <laughs> you, tell me where the lie is
1: because i don't slap i caress <laughs>
0: oh, and
1: usually it's a drive-by and a gentle grab <sighs> i don't slap okay. slap would be disrespectful okay
0: good point you are a grabber when yes you, when you walk by me you go Ong-ong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> and
1: so you know what you smile every single time it actually lightens up your day oh yeah yeah having a bad mood grab her butt
0: yeah it's just like a, give it a little it's squeeze it's just like a lighthouse lights <laughs> right up <laughs> Okay, so for real, I want to do like a little like foreplay recap of like what's happened over the last couple of months. Should so, we schedule it? Last time that you guys heard from Slade and I, we were basically not sleeping. Nope. Not having sex. Nope. <laughs> not like functioning as normal human beings. Nope. It was like torture. And this has been like this for a good year and a few months. Um, I think we had a moment there where our sex life was back on track and we were like doing good for a minute. And then- According to who? I don't know what happened. You said it on the podcast, you tool. Really? Yeah, you totally conceded to the fact that we were like back on track. And then something happened. I don't know.
1: Did we get derailed? No, I
0: think we got derailed again. I think My choo-choo
1: gotta, did not end up in the tunnel? We
0: got to get back on on the horsey. Wait, that's not really What? Tunnel.
1: Did you just- Throw out a reverse cowgirl. <laughs>
0: payment? Is that is so wrong. Okay. Anyway. This, like, seriously. When you
1: got. Don't make this froggy. I'm not going to, but when people just don't have sex, you have nothing left but innuendo.
0: <laughs> okay. So, Just anyways, so people understand. The point being is that we were doing good again, whatever. But then, what was so crazy, you guys, and I know there's a lot of like mommies or even daddies out there or parents, I should just say, that. You just have like a moment of like a breakthrough and you're just like, you know what? Like I can't do this anymore. Like this can't be my life. Like I cannot keep living like this. I am not going to survive like trying to get up every day, literally just trying to survive, trying to figure out like you have 92 cups of coffee just to like get through your day. Um, You try to do as much as you can get done in the day. And at the end of the day, you sit down and you go, what the hell did I get done? Right? Like it's just crazy pandemonium all the time. And I remember just sitting there and I was just like, and poor Slade because there were so many days that I had like a really big work project due the next day or something was going on. And so he was like, no, I want you to sleep. I don't want you to get up with her. So I'll get up with her. So then what we found ourselves in was a really bad predicament because then the nights that I would get up to go be with Sky. She like, wanted Dad, and she wouldn't go back to sleep unless she was sleeping on Dad's chest because Dad, for so long, loved to sleep with her and like fall asleep with her in the chair and like da da da. So she got on this horrible, like pattern of sleeping on Daddy's chest. And
1: conditioned her.
0: He totally conditioned her, and, like, he would be up for three hours a night. Like, it was just horrible, and he was Part of the problem is my
1: chest and stomach are like a (laughs) beanbag.
0: Yeah, you're like the Pillsbury Doughboy.
1: Wait, say that three times. (laughs) Pillsbury Doughboy. Pillsbury Pillsbury Doughboy. Doughboy. Pillsbury Doughboy. You
0: guys, I'm not lying. It's, like, the most comfortable thing in the world. Okay, (laughs) so if I was Skylar, I would not blame her for wanting to, like, lay on him. Because when I lay on him, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. You're like a big teddy bear. Great.
1: <laughs> that's what I always wanted to be, fluffy. So,
0: <laughs> so anyways, um, but that's my point. We weren't working out. We're not taking care of ourselves, anything. So I was just like, okay, Mama Bear's coming in, and we're, like, changing the deal. And, and I know parents out there know this because there's just kind of, like, a time with your child that you, like, just know. Like, you know that they're capable of something now, and, like, you've seen things happening over the last, like, couple weeks or so. And that's what was happening with Sky. is I really saw her – maturing in different areas of her of her life and you know things that she was doing and I could tell that she like legit was understanding what I was telling her whether it was no to something you can't touch that you know we don't we try to not use the word no in our household we've really tried to use the word non-sky zone and it's worked out really well for us because we started to notice when we were saying no, she was going no 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 like she was trying to say it back to us. She's like no 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 no. I mean, it's the cutest thing ever. Like you can't help but laugh. But we quickly realized that the more we used the word no, she was going to start saying that word back to us about everything. So we didn't want her to get in that phrase or that phase of like the no for. And
1: you notice she shakes her head now. Yeah. So you say you say non sky zone, mm-hmm. and you move her away from an area. and She, she shakes her head. She, she starts shaking her head no. back and forth, like yeah. the
0: no, like oh no no no, not no, no, no. not an But she's not saying the word no anymore. So that's a little tip, side tip for all of you parents out there. That's a really good thing to like try and teach your kid. You just say like non, you know, whatever the kid's name is, zone. So we say non sky zone, and she really responds really well to that. Um, and so, and then what's great about you guys is that when it's really something that she should not be touching, then you can yell the word no. And then she really knows.
1: Yeah. It freaks her out. Actually, it It freaks her out.
0: It scares her. So like the other day, and I'm normally really good about this, but every now and again, you know, you forget little things, but I had my shaver on the side of the bathtub and we brought her upstairs, um, for a minute and I set her down and I went over to my vanity and she ran right to the bathtub and she grabbed the razor. And I saw her and I literally turned around. And I was like, no. And I like screamed it so loud. And she immediately dropped the razor and like, just like was, oh, okay. And that's a bad thing. So anyways, it's just a little side tip note for you guys out there. Cause I think it works really well. So why did I get off on that whole story?
1: I don't know. I'm kind of, oh. I was, I was relating to it because all the times <laughs> I grab you and kiss on you, you're like, no. <laughs> so I'm very familiar with, with that tone oh of voice. Oh
0: my God. You're such a good. Um, so. I totally feel like Lisa Vanderpump and Ken, Ken right now because they always talked about how they never had sex, which is like, so not true. But anyways, meaning like with you or me and I'm sure with them too. But anyways, okay. So, that was
1: really weird because the way you said it, it's not like we were having sex with Lisa <laughs> Vanderpump and Ken Todd. I know. Right? I don't think anyone was actually understanding that point.
0: Okay. So my point being is that with Skye, I started to recognize that she was really understanding what I was saying. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to legit try and talk to my daughter like as a little human, And try and help her understand that like, we can't do this. Like we cannot continue like this. Like mom and dad are suffering. She's suffering. Like
1: everybody's suffering. You're having a full, like, you know, second year psychological (laughs) conversation with our child. I swear to God. Okay, honey, mommy and daddy have deep sleep deprivation. (laughs) No. This causes neurosynapses to retract. Okay. It's very bad for us. Can
0: I tell you something? What? I swear to God, she totally understood what I said. And proof is in the pudding, buddy, because guess who is going right into her crib and sleeping now? So- The night that I... Now, don't get me wrong, you guys.
1: (laughs) People must think we're so weird. We're putting (laughs) putting the baby down to sleep. We're like, okay, honey, time for those little neurons to grow. (laughs) You must go into a deep REM state in order to allow your body to regenerate itself. (laughs) That
0: is not what I said. Come on. (laughs) No, so I sat in the chair with her and she, of course, was like crying and upset. And the other thing I realized is Slade and I love to do bedtime together. Like we love to do the whole bedtime routine together. But I was realizing... Um, Because there was like a couple nights that Slade had really late business appointments or whatnot. And so I ended up having to do bath time by myself. And she was so much better just with me in the room. And then a couple nights that I had a couple events, Slade stayed home with her and Slade said the same thing. He's like, when I'm just in the room, she's really calm, really good, just wants to go right to sleep, da, da, da. So we quickly realized that we do the bath time together. But then once we go into the room, one of the parents says, good night. I love you. Gives her a hug and kiss. And then the other parent completes the bedtime routine, which is like reading of the book and putting her in the crib. So She
1: must go into the crib, awake and aware.
0: (laughs) Awake and aware. So that was one of the very first things that we realized. And again, this will totally differentiate, I'm sure, for every parent. But just pick up on those little things. Notice those little things. Try different things. And then that way you might be able to like pinpoint something that's either triggering her or, you know, causing her to act out or do something. So anyways, that was one of the tricks for us. So, um, so that's where we kind of started retraining her and like forever. I loved like not bedtime or sorry. Yeah. The bedtime routine. I loved to have dad read the book to her because she always had so much fun with it. He was making her laugh the whole time. She was just so excited about the, the bedtime book reading, moment. So I was like encouraging that to like, okay, you know, book time with daddy and I would be filming it and I was like so happy about it. But then I realized that when I tried to do it with her, she was like, no, I don't want that. I want daddy now because daddy's like fun and silly or whatever. So that was another important thing is that you really try to like constantly trade off no matter how cute it is with one parent, like trade off so that she's used to it or whatever. So.
1: Well, that I I have to reiterate that that's super important. Yeah. Because we found ourselves in in the space, like you mentioned, where she would only go to sleep if I was the one having to do it. Yeah, which makes it hard for you. It's hard on her. It's it hard, hard for on the nanny, sit- sitters. So, yeah. yeah, so it's really difficult. Same thing with the routine. If it's always just that one person, if mm-hmm. that one person is not available for some reason, it's mm-hmm. really really hard on your child.
0: But in it and it you know, happened by accident, you guys. I mean, like for the first, what, seven or eight months of her life, like it was you and me trading on and off, especially when she was one to like six months because I was breastfeeding. So like I had to be there majority of the time. But then when you kind of stepped in, when I started going back to work full time again and doing all that, you kind of stepped in and then it just became such a pattern with her. And she would like, I would go in there and try with her and she would just scream bloody murder until you walked in. And then she would like, Fine. I was like, what the heck? And at that, you're so sleep-deprived, you're so annoyed. You're just like, fine, here, here's your dad. Goodbye, you know? And then take your dad. Yeah, like whatever. And so, anyways, so you guys, I literally sat down with her in the chair and I told her, um, I literally just talked to her and I was like, Sky, I was like, Your mommy and daddy love you so very much. But we're, like, dying. Like, we cannot do this anymore. Like, we're not sleeping. And I'm like, I really need you to, like, be a big girl. And I know you can do this. I'm really proud of you. I know you're going to get through this. So it was just really weird because I swear to God, you guys, she understood what I was saying. I know you think I'm all wacky. But she understood what I was saying. And the first night I put her in the crib, it was tough because I put her in the crib and she cried for sure. And she was very upset. And she probably cried... For about 20 minutes. And, but I was shocked because she was crying for like an hour, hour and a half before that. And we were right there with her, but like just screaming and just yeah, really. She had to be held. She had to be held. Like she was so angry. So that first night I like did it. Well, anyways, it was about three nights of consistently doing this during the day and during the night. And the second night, you guys, oh, she was like torture. The second night that I did it, she, cause she was so used to saying daddy, daddy, daddy all the time. And I would always be like, really, do you want to say mommy's name? And like, she would just be a turkey. And every time that she, I wasn't there, she would always say mommy. Daddy always was really like, whenever you're not there, she's like, mommy, mommy. But then whenever I was there. She's working already. And she was, t- she's so manipulative already at like 15 months, by the way.
1: Total girl. She's
0: so manipulative. So, um, I put her in the crib and she's. Just crying, like having a heck of a night. The second night, and she reaches out from the crib. I'm sitting in the chair in the room. Reaches out from the crib, and she does the slight little like, "Mama, Mama, you guys." It was so like like my horrific for you,
1: right? You just drops.
0: Like somebody might have well just taken a knife and cut my chest open and ripped my heart out and threw it on the ground. Okay, (laughs) like it was so unbelievably painful to have your child reaching out of the crib, like, with her little arm out and going, mama, mama. I was like, oh, my God. Like, she was like, please just help me in this torture, you know, sitting in my crib and crying and being alone. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I just so calmly tried to talk to her. And I was like, "Sky, I'm like, you're a big girl. You're okay. Lie down. Mommy's right here. And then I started singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Starter. Now, I started singing Twinkle, Twinkle through the monitor. And what was so cool about that is for some reason, I feel like the reverberation or something from it, like, seemed to calm her down. And I don't know why, but that worked really well. And then, uh, like, the next day, I actually walked out of the room and was still singing through the nanit, So she still thought I was in the room, but I was out of the room. So anyways, I'm making the story really long, but it was a really, really awesome I was going to go get some dinner. Because, because, and I, I wanted to tell you guys these little tips and tricks along the way because I know there's so many of you out there, like, struggle with this. Or have struggled with this. And I just think it's really important that we all share like our stories and the things that work or don't work, or like, because it's not all gonna work the same for everybody. But if one little tip will help you, like it's amazing. But I will say, stick to it and push through it. But know that it's okay if everyone's telling you, do it at you know, two months, do it at four months, let them scream their heads off. You as the parent, you have to trust your gut and you have to know when not only their child's ready. But when you're ready, because had it been any earlier than this, I wouldn't have been ready. I just wouldn't. I was, I was too. Well, you wouldn't
1: have been ready. She may not have been ready. Cause people, we didn't bring this up, but I mean, she's that girl that would literally cry to the point where she throws up.
0: Well, she and She had gets done this from that. her mother. Well, she had done that a couple times. And that's when I said to Slade, I'm done. Like, we're not doing this. I'm not playing this game anymore. Like, I'm not going to let her scream. To the point where she throws up because Slade was very like, just let her cry, just let her cry. And I, so I tried a couple nights to be like, okay, I'll go in the other room and I'll put my earplugs in. And then when he was like, oh my God, she just threw up. I was like, what? And I literally freaked out. Like I literally was like, I mean, I almost got a divorce with Slade over. <laughs> I was so mad. And so that's when I put my foot down. I was like, we are not playing this game. Obviously she's not like.
1: Well, it's your fault. Do you want to tell everybody listening? Where she gets it from.
0: Okay, really?
1: Yeah, why don't you explain what used to happen when you were a little girl and mom and dad wanted to go on a date night? (laughs) Come on, tell them.
0: Okay, so I don't know for real. I still have to verify this. I have not seen. No, it's been verified by your parents. I have not seen the videos. Um, But my parents told me that when they used to leave... That um, they'd always have to tell the babysitter, "Well, just stand behind her because she tends to hold her breath until she passes out."
1: <laughs> and I and was that like, has been confirmed by both your mom and your dad uh, to the point where babysitters wouldn't come back they anymore. Wouldn't come back because they would leave. You would scream. I would have you'd a be so fit, mad. You'd hold your breath.
0: I'd hold my breath and straight pass up out. turn
1: blue and pass out. <laughs> so, so, like they were unable to hire a babysitter for you unless they knew CPR. Uh huh. So, yeah, so that was me. So, as do you a think style. some tenacity or stubbornness comes from somewhere? Yeah. And it's I not really. not me. I'm the easy going one.
0: Oh, you are such a liar. Between the two of us, we were both very, very, very stubborn. I'm
1: super easy. <laughs>
0: no, you're not. Ask any girl. We're both. Yeah, exactly. We're both very stubborn and very. Actually, you think I'm
1: stubborn? I'm not that stubborn.
0: Okay. I think it's more strong willed, is better terminology. No, I'm stubborn, but strong
1: willed. Potato, so, potato.
0: So, stubborn and strong willed together is not a good combo.
1: No, I'm, I was trying to blend those words and I'm so tired. My brain <laughs> couldn't even do it.
0: No. So yeah, she, might, but the, like Slade and I laugh all the time when we always say this, like we literally created like a super child. <laughs> like
1: she feels like a super child
0: between <laughs> Slade and I and our, like our DNA. Yeah. Like, it maybe not wasn't the smartest decision to combine them. <laughs>
1: because, it's probably true, huh?
0: Because of this child. When
1: like, like, we come downstairs.
0: She is so freaking smart, she's, I can't.
1: Well, she's smart and she's strong. She's so like, strong. You come down come downstairs, she's taking the ottoman from the couch
0: <laughs> no, she's I don't like even know. hauling
1: it across the kitchen <laughs> through know. the dining room into the living room i'm like skylar the thing's like 35 pounds
0: i don't even know she's how she tur- she's out. figured out how to
1: turn herself around backwards mm-hmm. and put her hands underneath it like goliath and start pushing backwards <laughs> and does. move that thing right it's
0: the weirdest thing she does some things that are just not normal for her age and i think i've mentioned this before but
1: She's I picking up a 20 pound of uh, uh, laundry detergent.
0: I know. And by the way, you're not allowed to let her do that. But she did it on her own. I know, I but you have to be supervising that. That's not good for her I was her supervising and
1: I was holding the video camera.
0: The point is. <laughs> it is was that, awesome. You guys, she just is doing things that's just odd. And I've had so many people reach out on social media being like, your daughter literally is like doing things she should not be doing at this age. And I'm like, I know for the love of God, somebody come help me. Um, Okay. But now that was the little bit of the foreplay of the fact that you and I have had such like amazing, amazing, like sleep. I wasn't going to say sex. I said sleep. (laughs) Um, I was
1: literally on the tip of my chair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, we've gotten some great sleep in the last couple of weeks. But
1: explain why you didn't wrap it up. What? Skylar literally points to her crib
0: Oh so this is the best part you guys I mean you
1: circle a tree like a squirrel and You never actually get up and get the nuts I know that sounds bad but people understand what I'm talking about
0: No So the best part of it You guys is now, um, I do like the bedtime reading of the book and, well, we switch off, but like when we ended up talking to the sleep doctor that we were working with at the doctors,
1: Dr. Michael Bruce,
0: he confirmed so much of what I'm telling you guys right now that what I was starting to do about like two or three days before we talked to him was like exactly what I should be doing. And he's like, I really want you to be the person that's doing it for the next week. So it's super consistent for her before you reintroduce dad.
1: Which I love that suggestion by him, by the way, yeah. Dr. Michael Brewers.
0: So that's what we did. And then it's really cool now because she's perfectly content and happy, whether it's mom, whether it's dad. And she we do the one book read. And I sit there with her in the rocking chair and we do a tiny bit of rocking. I read the chair. But we're not supposed
1: to rock, by the way.
0: Not rock her to sleep.
1: There's no rocking.
0: You can rock her. You can't rock the her The rules sleep. are no rocking, Gretchen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So then we read her the book. And then what's so cool, you guys, is she literally, like, points to her crib. Like, and then we might be halfway through the book, and she's, like, over the book, and she points to the crib. And now she's so secure and so happy about going into her crib. And we got her a little pillow. That was another little thing I think helped yeah. a lot. We got her a pillow. A little
1: memory foam pillow.
0: <clears throat> and then we have all these blankets for her. And when I pick her up. I turn off the little light. I have this little, like, Christmas tree light thing. And I walk her to the crib, set her in there, give her her bottle. And she is happy as a clam. I. I turn on. She doesn't make a sound. She does not make one sound. I I rub her head. I tell her, I love you. Good night. Um, Have a wonderful night's sleep. I'll see you in the morning. And I walk out and she does not make one peep.
1: Nope. Lights go off.
0: Lights go off. Sound machine goes on. And everything. And she's perfect. Sound machine goes on and she puts herself to sleep and she soothes herself to sleep. And now in the middle of the night when she wakes up, she can soothe herself back to sleep. She can. And then for her nap, she goes right down, whether it's me, Slade, the nanny. It's so awesome. It has literally changed our lives.
1: It has changed our lives.
0: It's the we've, best thing ever.
1: We've only had one, I one know. hiccup. What? One blowout. Oh,
0: gosh. Oh, yes. This is the story of a lifetime. No, but this wasn't during this. This was right before all of this happened.
1: I just want to warn everybody that it was really kind of a crappy situation.
0: <laughs> Can wait. do the setup story? And, Tell them about um, what happened.
1: Well- she, she about, woke up. She woke up in the no, no, night. no.
0: Talk about that day at Target. What happened? Remember, it was our first day outing as a family since the pandemic.
1: That's true. Mm-hmm. We had not taken her really out. She'd been completely sequestered. So it was really that. Like first we day. would go to
0: the park, and we might go down to Grandma's house, but we really but didn't no public, go out on no public. stores. Public. Nothing. We maybe would go to a restaurant, but it was the restaurant we always knew. We always wiped down the table. Like we were really, really cautious because she was a newborn. We were really kind of freaked out about it. Right. Yeah.
1: So we 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 have to go shopping. Take her to Target.
0: So we decide, okay, she's now, you know, 14 months. We think she's okay to like go out and do one shopping trip. So we take her to Target. We get her all dressed up in this cute little mermaid outfit. She's like so excited for her outing. Yep. We uh,
1: double sanitize her cart. Yeah. Mom and dad like to wipe it down. (laughs) A lot. Right right behind the Target person. (laughs) And uh, we put it in the cart. And she literally thinks she got hired as the greeter.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's legit the greeter She is, waving
1: to the right, <laughs> waving to the left. We're like going down the aisle. She's looking down. She sees people. She's hey, man. She waves. Does a little princess wave to them and smiles. You guys,
0: it's so cute because the best part about it is people, everybody's like in masks, right? Yeah. So like half the time- like, They're not happy
1: always. They're looking yeah, down sometimes. Like, they don't want to make eye contact. You can just tell
0: people are just like angry and like not in good moods. And it is the cutest thing because it's to the point where people are smiling so much. They they take down their mask. Just, just be like, just to oh, say hi, hi, and smile back. Because they're just like, she is so freaking cute. But she literally lights up everyone. Like every person that she goes by and she's like, hi. Because she puts her hand way above her head and like a big, yeah, she big she does the wave. big princess
1: wave. She squeezes her fingers in and out. That's how she waves.
0: It's so cute. Yeah, it's pretty cute. It's so cute. So she's like the greeter going around Target. I posted on my social media. It was really cute.
1: And she has to wave and say hi to Everybody.
0: Everybody. Doesn't matter who it is. Which-
1: I love. It does it's not so matter cute. who it is.
0: It's so cute. Yeah. So, I mean, she could probably be out giving hugs if she would. <laughs> like she's She just, did. She's such we, a lover. We're,
1: we were down at the montage. Yeah. It was the cutest thing ever. We are playing on that green belt uh-huh. and this uh, this uh, African-American family comes up with their child and they come yeah. walking down the pathway and she just looks up. She lights up. She waves at the little boy yeah. and goes running over and gives him a massive hug. Aww. It was so cool. And right in that moment you go, you know what? Racism and all that crap are learned.
0: Yeah. It's so Because true. kids
1: don't color no they don't you know and she just wants to hug and say hi to absolutely everybody and it just sucks that the rest of the world doesn't doesn't see it that way
0: yeah she really is a little light so okay so then come that night okay you guys so now this is our first outing to target and we're like a little like sketch on like okay was that a smart decision what like in the back of your minds you know of course you're always thinking that right you guys are gonna die so i was gonna die so on our way home no, like, I forget. We went and did something else. Maybe we went to grandma's or something. But remember we went and, um, like, because earlier that day I had fed her the salmon. And then you gave her a couple bites of that, like, fettuccine thing that I didn't know you had given her. Yeah. And then we went to dinner somewhere. And I think she had something a little rich there or something, too.
1: So we're Because as new w- parents, we're trying to shove as much food in her as we can get in.
0: Yeah. So we're on our way home. And the couple things of food she had had that day, she hadn't had before. She hadn't had salmon yet. And she hadn't had, obviously, the, the, fetid,
1: po- the pasta, was pasta rich,
0: thing. Yeah. And, and it wasn't a ton of it, but it was just, you know, little bits of it. And we're on our way home. And she just starts screaming in the car. Like, normally she falls right asleep in the car, especially when it's late at night, close to her bedtime. And she is screaming bloody murder in the car. Like, just screaming so loud. I'm like, what is up with her? Totally pukes all over the place in the car. You guys, I literally almost lost my shit. Like, I I was just like, oh, my God. Because now you're
1: thinking, did she get something at Target? Like, did she pick up the virus?
0: Legit thought she got the virus from Target because she puked so much. I was like, oh, my God, I am the worst parent on the planet. Like, I'm going straight to hell. Like, I literally, first time I brought my daughter out in, like, nine months and, like, this happens – And can I just
1: let the listeners know that a combination of salmon and fettuccine is not pretty when you see it for the second time?
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. You guys, she puked everywhere. So then we get home, we put her in the bath, we do this. I'm in the bath with her because she's like screaming, like really upset. I'm like seeing if she has a fever, trying to figure this out. We're like, what happened? So anyways, get her all calmed down, put her in bed. We wake up to maybe three hours later, her screaming bloody murder. We walk in, there is puke. Everywhere, everywhere, all in her crib, all over her bed, dripping down the side of the crib, all on the rug, like so much throw up. And I'm like screaming, I'm like freaking out. I or no, wait, what happened? You picked her up from the crib. That's what happened. You picked her up from the crib because she was screaming. And then remember you're holding her and she puked all down the front of you?
1: Yes, I do remember that, Gretchen. I think the
0: crib and the carpet was the, day, the next day. So you picked her up and it was all down you. And I was sleeping because this was like, I don't know, 12 o'clock at night or something. I was sleeping and I hear you from across the room, Gretchen! And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And I like jump up and it scared the shit out of me. And I jump up and I go running across the hallway and I look at him and there is... Puke all down him. It's all down the front of her. She's screaming bloody murder. I'm like, oh, my God. I, so I'm in the bathtub with her trying to calm this poor little thing down. Like, yeah. she is just screaming bloody murder.
1: Because it's scary for a baby when that happens, too, because they feel like they're choking. You know? Yeah. So.
0: so, you guys, it was the most horrible thing ever. I know any of you out there that have, you know, kids that, like, throw up and get sick. It's just... I don't know. It's just the worst because you just – and especially when they're that age and they can't tell you anything and they're just crying. And they're crying to the point where you can't even
1: – Console them. Console them. It's just yeah. like <laughs> – Yeah, they can't catch like their the breath. It's the whole
0: time. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I'm like in the bathtub with her, holding her, trying to calm her down. We get some um, like children's Tylenol in her because at this point we think she had a fever. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. She's totally sick. And, and we're trying to figure out like is she legitimately sick or – does she? Did she eat something bad? And so then we start talking about what she ate that day. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Wait, you gave her what? You gave her some fettuccine Alfredo, like what?" And then I was like, "I gave her a little bit of salmon." And then we're like, "Oh my gosh, does she have fish allergy?" Like we went to every like horrible place. I'm like, "Do we need to go to the hospital?" Like everything that you could possibly think of, right? So we finally get her calmed down. An hour later, we get her back in her crib. What five thirty? Five thirty a.m. It
1: might have been five or five thirty. Yeah, she she wakes up. She's yeah. crying. I go into the room. I'm like, oh, she actually took a dump in her diaper. Yeah. Because I could tell the minute I walked in the room. You could smell it. I could smell it. So I'm like, okay, that's why she woke up. She's got to change her. So I pick her up. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly there's crap on my forearm. (laughs) It's on her forehead. <laughs> I can see it on her quads. And I'm like, he,
0: he, he literally does the scream again. Gritchin! And I was like, what the hell? And I like jump out of the bed. I'm like having like a heart attack. I go running across the room. She is legit. No, you didn't pick her up at this point.
1: You, think no, he- no, I did. I picked her up because I was just picking her up to go change her diaper. The problem is, is that when you pick her up and you realize that she's got crap on her forehead, okay. it's running down her legs. Well, it's on you, my arms. Oh, I couldn't you, play her down. So
0: you knew that she was playing with the poo because you saw it all rubbed in the crib. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> how did you know I that? just knew that it, somehow we had some sort of a blowout somewhere and I didn't know what happened. No, but what but, I'm
0: saying is I remember the, like that morning you're going, she was literally playing with her poo in the crib. No,
1: because what happened was I pick her up, right? Suddenly it's on my arms. <laughs> and it's on her forehead, and she literally is kind of smiling about it. So you turn the light on, oh my and it's God, like a crime right. scene. People, that's right. She I figured the light out on. how to. Not only did she take a dump, she took her four diaper. times her body weight. Yes yeah, she did. She figured out how to take, take her your diaper, diaper off. off. And she literally thinks she's painted a Van Gogh on the back of her bed. <laughs>
0: I swear. No, it it's, was all over the back of her gorgeous white, like pottery barn crib. Okay. It's all it's on. It's on the back. It's, it's, on, on, the back, sides, it's, it's on the sides. On the sides it's on every blanket you can on, imagine. I mean, it was so disgusting, you guys. Like, I literally looked at the side, I'm like, we have to throw the crib out. Like, we cannot keep this crib. It's so disgusting. It was unbelievable. Like, we didn't. And you know what? You know what was happening at that point? This is when, before she started sleeping. We... Could not even think straight at this point because we've no. been up all night with her because she was crying. She was sick. She had thrown up, you know, three times by this. No, yeah, three times because the car seat, the 12, and then, well, no, the, the two times, and then the, the poop. Yeah. So we could not even think straight about what was happening. I literally called my mom at like 6 a.m. and I'm like, you have to come help us. Like I like you're so deranged and so out of it that you don't even know where to start. Like we were walking in circles and bumping into each other
1: because we legit didn't know what to do. Well, because you had to get in the tub and start hosing her off. But but, but I had the to thing hose is, me is off. We, we got like,
0: but we got into the tub. And I'm like, we're now sitting in poop. <laughs> like, why did we think that was a good idea? Like we needed we gotta to turn to get it off. No, babe. What we needed to do was turn on the shower head and rinse us off, but instead we like set the tub up and then we're like sitting in the tub and I looked at you, and I'm like, now Skylar and I are like floating in poop. <laughs>
1: is there is there all of these parenting books you know all these parenting books you read them all about what to do and you must have like nine of them and you like go to the hospital they put you through classes and all this stuff I guarantee there is no paragraph (laughs) anywhere that says hey if your child happens to shit herself in the middle of the night and you have feces running down your forearm and it's on her forehead here's what you do oh
0: my god are there instructions for that no I swear to god because you guys the thing what was so funny is Slade and I literally he's holding her out. Like imagine his arms like stretched out. We got
1: white carpet in her room. I can't put her down. He's
0: holding her out. He doesn't know what to do with her. There's poop all over him and he's like, what do I do? And so he's like, I gotta go shower before I can even help you. So he has to like go in the other room. So I take Skylar to the bath and I'm like in the bath and all of a sudden I realize I'm like, I'm now sitting in poop with Skylar in the bath. <laughs> like, this is not going well for us. <laughs> and
1: I had to wring out like four blankets, oh, the sheet. I literally had to take the, the mattress outside and hose it down.
0: Oh, it was so bad. It's everywhere. It was so bad. So yeah.
1: I mean, talk you guys, about a crappy situation. It was such <laughs> a
0: shitty situation. Yeah. So we get through the poop. Okay. We finally get her like calm back down again. And obviously something was in her stomach that upset her because like yeah, apparently- it was so much poop. So we get her all calmed down. We get her back to sleep. Two hours later, up puking her brains out again. Okay, and we dealt with this all Friday, all Saturday. But what was odd was that she never really like had this like consistent fever or any other nope. symptoms. Like she was just having this throw up and this pooping. But she, but what was odd is during the day, she wasn't lethargic. Was she wasn't upset. She was. Plenty happy. She was running around playing. But what was but what was odd is every time we gave her the bottle, she was throwing up. So we we're like, oh, Done. my gosh. Like, all of a sudden, she had an issue with, like, the milk. I don't know. It was the whole thing was so weird. So for two and a half days, we dealt with poop and throw up, and it was just pure torture. And we literally that was when I think it like pushed us over the edge because we did not sleep for at least 46 hours. I mean, it was so bad. And I, it was so rough. It was really rough. And my mom, she couldn't come over. So like we didn't get any help and it was just unbelievably stressful. So needless to say, the last couple of months have been very eventful for us. So going from, you know, crazy deranged, like not sleeping, throwing up, you know, feeling like, oh my gosh, we just like got our daughter, the coronavirus from going to Target for one day. Like every emotion that you could go through to now being in such a healthy, good place where we feel like she's on this amazing schedule. Like she wakes up three hours from when she wakes up, she goes right down for a nap. She sleeps for three hours. She, she plays all the rest of the afternoon. She has such a great day. She goes right to bed. Like it couldn't be more perfect. Now, the only thing that we are struggling with now is her eating we got to figure out a way to get this child to eat more that's a phase because she's just so difficult
1: yeah she's gonna eat it's a phase
0: any of you out there that can give suggestions for how to get vegetables in this chick although she, she love my pumpkin stew yeah she loved the. and pumpkin she used stew. to eat
1: vegetables she all used to time. love she used to love all the purees but now she's kind of like transitioned
0: i know it's so weird so anyways
1: yeah just, it's a phase
0: so sorry. That was a lot of like parent talk, but there was obviously a lot to talk about on the whole parent side of things. So babe, what else is going on with you? I feel like we've got a lot of like fun stuff happening right now. You do? Our birthdays are coming up. Yes, they are. I don't know if you guys know this, but say that my birthday is one day apart. We're both Scorpios. Last week I had a really fun, special um, birthday party celebration with the girls that I do a Bible study with and I just want to share this with you guys because I think it was a really cool thing that they did at the party. And I want to suggest this to you guys out there. So um, probably one of the best gifts I've ever received. But again, my love language is praise. So I think that's why it meant so much to me. But at the beginning of the party, um, they all decided to do words of affirmation um, to me and they all wrote it down on cards. And then each girl went around and I think there was 10 or Eleven girls there that day, and they all went around and shared like what their words were of affirmation for me, and I literally was like crying, like it was so special and so sweet and so kind. And you know, one of my favorite compliments ever um, is when someone tells me that I am like a light, or I I I sh- I bring light wherever I go. Or I sh- I sh- spread light wherever I go. You
1: are light. Don't That's use the sweet. word spread. Why shine? Shine. Different connotation.
0: What do you mean? I shine light wherever I go. Yeah, you shine
1: light. You're okay. bright light.
0: Okay. I like it. Um
1: I just don't want you to say, hey, I spread. <laughs> <laughs> so it just sounds weird.
0: So But you are a bright light. So one of the girls said I remind her of like a lighthouse. I don't know. It was just really cool. And then a lot of the women just said that they see me as this very strong, resilient you know, um, just really committed person. I'm very loyal and very like committed to my faith and my family and my daughter. And it was just, I don't know, it was really cool. And I'm sharing this with you guys because I think that sometimes, especially in such a materialistic world, we get so caught up in like, Oh, the gifts and you know, somebody gets you or whatever. And you don't even realize like the smallest of gift can mean so, so much. And it was like to hear these women recognize me in that way. And share something that that they like about me or look up to me for or whatever it was just like it was it felt so good and to know that like you're making a difference in some of these women's lives at that level and they're just like i really you know whenever i'm going through something like one of the girls was like whenever i'm going through something i'm like how would gretchen handle this i'm like what like really like i do that for you like it was just sweet it was really cool and you are
1: that person i have to i have to practice um, affirming you more
0: Cause okay. you're really,
1: you're actually really good at it. like you, Thank you, you, you use your social media and I know that you talk about me from time to time. And I appreciate that.
0: I did an appreciation post today. I actually. know. I appreciate
1: that. It's very sweet of you. And I should, I should do more of those things. Cause I don't ever, I, I do them, I think maybe in person.
0: Yeah. I don't, but you know what? I don't, I don't do need, it publicly. Yeah. But I, you know what? Here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be mad if you do it publicly, but I don't, I, that's not, that's not what's important to me. Like I, I don't, I don't have to like, make sure that you make sure the world knows that you know what you think of me that's not important to me but i do love it's my it's definitely my love language praise oh for sure so I do love that, but it was really special. And I think that anybody out there that's maybe throwing um, a party or doing something for somebody. And then all the girls like pitched in and gave me like a gift card to Nordstrom's and and a little devotional book. So that was so sweet that they even thought to do something on top of it. They didn't need to do that at all. I was not expecting any of it.
1: Now, the praise actually had far greater value than any material gift they could have given
0: That's you. my point, though, is like as sweet as that was and as much as I love that and I love shopping, so that would be fun for me. I truly will treasure those cards and that memory of that moment of affirmations from these women. And it was just really cool. So I think you guys should try that with your friends or even... Like at Christmas or, or family gatherings, try it. Like go around the table and say, okay, everybody give an affirmation to the person to your left or to your right or whatever. It's like a really cool thing to do. And it kind of brings everybody together and just makes everybody remember why everybody like loves each other or whatever. So that's my like tip of the day.
1: Um, well, that should be our question of the day.
0: We're already to the question of the day. So it's like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. <laughs> no,
1: we've reached our time. What time is it? Well, we're, we're we're at 46 minutes in.
0: Okay, but here's the thing. I feel like there's so much more to talk about. So can you talk about something that you need to talk about?
1: Something I need to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. Are you insinuating there's something I need to talk about?
0: <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think. Like, I feel like there were so many other things I wanted to talk about. And the, the Sky stories got so long.
1: <laughs> well, whose fault is that? My fault. My uh, yeah. Fault. I know. You actually need to have this podcast just so you can get it out. <laughs>
0: I swear to God, right? Because
1: everyone's like, oh, you live together. You must really know what's going on. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. No. You know, she always comes up to me. She goes, did you watch my stories? (laughs) Have you watched my Instagram story? I'm like, you know, I'm going to get back to that right away figure out what the hell you've been up to the last few days. That's how we have to communicate. I have to watch your stories. I know. Because what happens is I'm so exhausted at the end of the day. And I I have this feeling like I'm going to have to get up early with her when she wakes up and you stay up late and you work. Uh So we're like on opposite schedules. I know. Like your brain turns on and you want to communicate. And I'm like, I got to sleep, man.
0: I know. Because I really do really well starting at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon to like 2 o'clock in the morning. That's when I get most of my like good work done. Yeah. And Slade gets most of his good work done at like 7 o'clock in the morning to like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Like that's Slade's time. So we really are on these very opposite schedules. I'm up
1: schedules. at 6 or 6.30- Wait, well, you work.
0: naturally wake up, and so you just said, you know, if Sky wakes up, then I'll wake up, and you can sleep another hour, and then you know, whatever. But it's, anyways, it's just like just, ships
1: that pass in the night, man. I know. Man. And then I try to show affection during the day. I, I hear no. <laughs> I could just say <laughs> no. You know a, what you should do? You should just say non-slave zone. zone yeah. I'm just gonna Say this is called
0: the non-slate zone. <laughs> non-slate zone. Oh my god, I'm totally using that. And nanny's
1: just, like looking at me. I'm like, what? It's this, not like I tried to land my plane on a runway. This
0: area right here yeah. is the non-slate zone. Yeah. That's oh my gosh, I'm totally gonna get a pair of underwear that says non-slate zone.
1: <laughs> that would be that funny. That's so lame. That
0: would be funny. Okay, no, I will. Um, so okay, so yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of other stories, like stuff that happened with like friends and like parties and like
1: all this yeah, stuff. But you're going to have to get in know, into another episode. I know you? that
0: that's what I'm going to say right now is that we'll save it for another episode. But I think it's good to share some of these experiences because I know the audience has probably experienced some of these things. And I kind of want to hear like what their take would be on something like this, if they like went through it. Yes. Yes. And I <laughs> wish
1: they would have let me know sooner <laughs> before my daughter kicked my ass.
0: <laughs> right. I know. Um, Okay, so what's the question of the day?
1: Question of the day is, if you had to sit down and actually think about how you would affirm your partner, the things that you appreciate most about them, and you want to put that down in affirmation and tell it to them, Mm -hmm. what would you say?
0: Well, not only what would you say, but the challenge of the day is to actually go do it. So whether you choose to affirm somebody like on on a nice social media post to them Or like I did today with – it was just an appreciation post just, you know, telling them how much I love them and appreciate them. Um, Or like doing a little cute affirmation like you could leave a cute little card under their pillow so when they get in bed at night, they get this little card and it's affirming them and just telling them how much you appreciate and love them. Or if it's something for your mom or your sister or your friend – Just think of doing something. So I'm putting that little challenge out to you guys to do that or try and do what I said at like your next party or event with your friends and family. I think it will be really cool. So
1: That's a nice takeaway, Gretchen. Yeah, thanks, Lynn. Everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. This has been another episode of Not Too Taboo. Please remember to download, subscribe, tweet Gretchen.
0: Okay, what what you get it wrong every time. <laughs> it's like, legit, you cannot get the social media straight to save your life. I know,
1: I really have a problem with social media.
0: Um, you guys can tweet me, but I'm not the best at tweeting. I'm much better at my Instagram, but all of my Instagram handles are at Gretchen Rossi. So come share with me over there. And Slade is at?
1: At Slade Smiley Official.
0: At Slade Smiley Official. So we love you guys. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Not Too Taboo. We'll talk with you soon.
1: The Not Too Taboo podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional, medical, financial, legal, or other advice, diagnosis, or other treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during this podcast is at the risk of the listener. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professional.